So this is Too Close to Call. And the guest today is a freshman. Are you being hazed yet up there? Freshman? Not yet. Man. You know, I'm a I'm a New York City detective. They, they're going to be careful how they haze me. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Congressman Anthony D'Esposito. Did I get that? You got it right. Nailed it. Uh, freshman Republican from Long Island who flipped a seat from the D column to the R column in the 2022 election, which was a surprisingly very good election for New York Republicans. You were part of that story. And I just wanted to chat with you about what it's like being a freshman up on up on the hill. You've, you've been at it for about a month now. What have you learned in your first month as a newly minted member of Congress? So I think, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, this first month has brought me uh, and really wasn't expected. I mean, we, we got sworn in or were expected to be sworn in on uh, January 3rd. I had uh, tons of family and friends down there for what we thought was going to be the big swearing in day. And then, uh, you know, it uh, it went on for five days, wound up getting sworn in at two o'clock in the morning uh, or that that Saturday. Um, but what did what that time did allow uh, me to do, which I think was a, a positive of of sort of everything that was going on, what it really gave us the opportunity as freshmen to meet uh, individuals from all over the country, both in our party and and the opposite side of the aisle that probably um, would have taken us weeks or months to create those relationships. So something that I've I think I've learned in the in the first few weeks or first month uh, is that, you know, people seem to really be there to do the right thing and and to uh, deliver for for the communities that they represent. Obviously, uh, they fundamentally may uh, have different beliefs and their ideas on how to get there and serve the community uh, is different than mine. But nonetheless, I think most people there uh, have the same idea that they are, are there to deliver for the people who sent them. Uh, and it's re- it's been really, really awesome to meet a lot of people from every corner of this nation, uh, understand, um, you know, how they tick, understand where they come from, the communities that they represent. Uh, so it's it's really been a, an overall learning experience, um, how fast the hill moves. Um, perhaps legislation doesn't move that fast, but certainly um, our, you know, our daily lives uh, move pretty quick. You know, it's uh, it's up early out of the out of the house and pretty much constant all day until you you sort of get home and you sit on the couch and wonder, wow, what what happened in that whirlwind of day? You had a lot of time on the House floor, I guess, with those. What was it? 13 votes for speaker? 15, 15, 15. So is that when you got to what were were you doing at that point? Were you guys were you just meeting other members and shooting the shit or like, yeah i mean honestly you know i think that um you know the first day was a little nerve-wracking it's the first time you walk onto the floor uh you know you, you're dressed in your sunday best you're ready to get sworn in uh to be a member of congress uh oh your loved ones are watching from the gallery uh and then uh you know vote one happens vote two happens vote three happens <laughs> vote four happens next thing you know you're adjourning till the next day um, so yeah, in the beginning it was sort of, you know, sitting there and taking it all in and then it became, you know, we're going to be doing this for eight hours a day. We might as well start talking to some people and, and making friends. And and that's exactly what we did. And, 
um, you know, towards the end of that week, you definitely saw, um, you know, people's emotions were running high. People were frustrated. Uh, people were upset. So towards the end of the week, it may have been a, a different, um, you know, a, a little different experience than the first few days. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, I mean, meeting people, you know, having conversation, talking about where you're from, what you're about, what you do, what you want to do while you're in Congress. Like I said, it was it was really an opportunity to meet and get to know people uh, that probably would have taken weeks or months, if not more. And listen, I'm not going to say that everybody I met, I like that, you know, you you realize quickly who you don't oh, want. Tell me who you don't like. Tell me who you didn't who you didn't like. Well, I, I think it's just people from different areas and have different uh, attitudes. Obviously, you know, at that point we were dealing with uh, everything that was going on with George Santos. So, um, you know, oh, he right. had me a little frustrated being that uh, I border, uh, you know, we border each other's district. He's the north side of uh, of um, Nassau County and I'm the yeah. south side. And, and, you've, and you've, to be clear, you've, you've called for him to resign. How well do you know him or did you know him even before all this? Uh, I didn't know him well. You know, I, I knew him from... Uh, I guess, you know, some campaign stops, we really don't um, share any communities. But, you know, when we had uh, county events or some town events, you know, perhaps we ran into each other. Uh, you know, I, I sort of gauged uh, the people that I hang out with and want to be associated with as the, the people that at the end of the day, at the end of a long day uh, that you want to go and break bread with and have a cocktail with. And, you know, he's not really that. So, um you know, I just I think that what he's done, he's completely violated the trust of the people who sent him to to Congress. Uh, you know, let's be honest, they voted for someone who they don't even know. So, right. uh, you know, and it was just everything that we've now done over the last month. Um, if it's if it's something good, if we're if it's something that we're doing in the positive in a positive direction, uh, he continues to just take the oxygen out of the room. And the yeah. conversation always goes back to him. How does the George Santos story end? Uh, I think it's going to end with, um, you know, multiple investigations coming to uh, some sort of fruition. I think that, um, you know, I'm not sure if he makes it through the two years, but I am confident that uh, he will not be uh, the uh, the nominee of the Republican Party in 2024. But you think there's a chance that he could serve out his full two year term? Uh, I would say at this point, it, it's probably doubtful but yeah i mean i guess there there is a chance that uh he's there for the for two years and you haven't had any conversations with him other than what you said publicly which i've seen that that no, he I, should step I, down yeah full or, disclosure i i have had conversations with him have. i spoke to him uh whatever i don't remember the exact date but it was a, i know it was a tuesday um i spoke to him and called him about 25 minutes before uh my press conference to let him know that uh i was for his resignation i just think you know i'm one of those guys i'm not a lifelong politician i grew up in the new york city police department former chief of the fire department you know i i think uh you know all you really have is your word and um you know i always so you told him and what did he how did he react uh, i think he was a little taken back he didn't understand why uh he asked who else was going to be doing the same and i said uh Every elected, every Republican elected official in Nassau County will be calling for your resignation, and I will be one of them. And he, and then did he just say, "I, I wish you wouldn't do this," or did yeah, he? Just, he, he sort of said, "You know, thanks for the heads up," and and then hung up the phone. Yeah, um, I, I've seen him, you know, on the floor. I've seen him in the building. Um, his office is in the same building as mine, uh, about four or five floors down. 
Um, so, you know, I just give the head nod and, and move about my business. But, uh, you know, it, it's caused um, and I shouldn't use the word cause because we welcome it. But um, my staff has has been, um, you know, fielding calls of, of people that live in his district because they don't feel like they're getting the representation that they should from him. So, you know, it, it's causing us some extra work, but it's oh, fine. really. So so his constituents are now coming to you because they, they, he what he's not doing constituent services if, if it's not me i mean they've they've reached out to other you know i know uh congressman lalota who uh represents the old zeldin district uh he's been getting calls in his local office from people who live in the in the third district who just don't want to uh deal with santos i know um garbarino has been getting the same so i think it's just us on long island you know people feel like uh they have four members of congress that represent them on long island and you know they'll they'll call uh the one that they uh they're hoping to get uh, services from and and I have no problem doing that. Listen, I was elected to the United States Congress. I'm never gonna, you know, when you call my office, I'm not gonna ask you where you live and say no. You have to call another number. So who are you buds with? Uh, um, I mean, at least in the New York delegation, uh, you know, all of us really do get along, and I mean that sincerely. Like I'm not, I'm not even trying to sound like a, a politician, but even we, the Dems. No, I'm I'm talking about the the okay, Republican, the Republican yeah, yeah. The gotcha. Republican crew. I mean, we come from different places, you know, we we are different age groups, but we all get along. I mean, I, we legitimately like, you know, people that have been on the floor for a long time, they come up to us and they were like, you guys look like you really like each other. And we do. Like we have a good time together. We, you know, we bust on each other. We we laugh. We uh, you know, we have a good time. We do our events and and the things we need to do at night together. And I think it, it's, it's good to show New York that we are a cohesive group. So there are, are there like freshman cliques when you get up there? Cause it's all nude. Are there, do you hang out with the other freshmen or is it, yeah, is I it mean, geographic? It's the, the New Yorkers hang out together or. I think that, you know, the New Yorkers tend to come together and I think sometimes people are maybe a little intimidated by the New Yorkers, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> no, we, we, all the freshmen, I mean, we have a great freshman class, um, again, representing so many different walks of life coming from so many different places. And we all really do get along. We are we are all each other's biggest cheerleaders. We all, you know, rooted for each other to get on the committees that we were hoping to get on. Uh, we all support one another um, for those that, you know, run in um, safer districts than mine. I mean, I think my my district is probably the biggest target in the country. Um, you know, we have people that that run in districts that are very safe and they're you know, they're financially supportive, too. They they reach out and they know that their freshman uh, freshman class, uh, they, they want to they want all the freshmen that they came with to be the same people that they're with when they enter their sophomore year. Right. You you mentioned this. So I should I should get to this now. But you won your race by, I think, about four points, four points. You're in, in the fourth congressional district. Right. So you just have to start running for reelection immediately is usually how it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um Listen, I, I I think I um I operate a little bit different than than most. You know, I I um, I'm one of those guys wakes up in the morning and kind of does this until, you know, I wrap it up and go to sleep at night. It's it's sort of my every day. Uh, when I'm home in the district, I try to be everywhere and anywhere because I think that's really that matters. Um, so yeah, this is a this is it when when you're elected. Uh, I think you get to rest, you know, on November 9th and November 10th, you're back at it. What um, did you learn from your win in 2022 that that you think Republicans writ large can apply going forward? So I think um, 
I, I utilized what I had done in my previous elections. So I ran in 2016 for Hempstead Town Councilman. Um, the town of Hempstead is the largest town in the nation. It's bigger than, I think, seven states by population. So we have a, you know, a pretty big operation. So I ran in 16. I was the only local um, person running because it was a special election. So I ran with the president and the, the vice president and the members of Congress then. So uh, I won that election. I ran again in 2017 for a four-year term. And my focus has always been, um, especially locally, on, you know, on constituents and making sure that whatever they're calling about, whatever their issue is, becomes my most important issue. And just embracing every community that I, I represent, whether it is, you know, the Orthodox Jewish community, whether it's, um, you know, the South Asian community, whatever it is, I embraced them and they embraced me. Um, I won my reelection to the Hempstead Town Board in 2021 with 70% of the vote in a county where Democrats far outnumber Republicans. So I brought that same thought process to the general election in 2022. And it is clear that it worked because we wouldn't win elections for United States Congress in Nassau County by only depending on people in our party. We couldn't depend on yeah. Republicans and conservatives because we would be outnumbered. Um, so I won this district by four points. And I think it shows that if you are uh, someone who really works hard, who is in the community, who you know respects the other side of the aisle and delivers for the people who sent you into office, that you can and will bring members of the opposite party across the line to vote for you. Um, and and that's what I think is a, is a message that sort of needs to get out throughout the nation. I mean, there are Democrats who won very close elections in seats that were Republican because they were more moderate than the Republican. And that's why they won. So I, I think that obviously, listen, we have fundamental values, fundamental beliefs as conservative Republicans that we need to stick to and stand with. Uh, but when it comes to representing Long Island and Nassau County, uh, I think there are opportunities to compromise and meet in the middle and work with our friends on both, you know, on the other side of the aisle uh, to deliver for Nassau County. Because in the end, that's what's got to be most important to me is delivering for the people who sent me here. So you sound like you describe yourself as a conservative with some moderate tendencies on certain issues. Is that yeah, I mean, I think I, you know, when when I first got to Washington, people asked me, what kind of Republican are you? And my answer was, I'm a Long Island, Nassau County Republican. And what that means is I listen, you know, I, I use this uh, analogy often. When I first got into the police department, uh, I was a young cop. And I remember a, a veteran with some time on the job uh, stopped me one day and said, listen, when you ride around this precinct, when you ride around these streets, whether it's the coldest of nights or the, or the hottest of days, you always keep your windows down. It gives you the ability to hear the streets, smell the streets, understand the streets. And that's exactly what I've done in government and politics. I've kept my windows down. I've always made sure my boots are on the ground so I could hear, smell and see everything that goes on. Um, and I think that's what's important. It's about hearing and understanding what the people of Nassau County want. And, you know, sometimes in some situations like fighting crime, it is very it's a conservative uh, way to tackle it. But there are other things where people are a little bit more moderate. And I, I think that I have to understand that this is not about me. It's about the people who sent me here. So when you run in 2024 for your first reelection, there'll be a presidential election on the top of the ticket, which will drive everything. 
Will that be helpful to you if the nominee of your party is Donald Trump? Uh, I would say that it would not be helpful in in this um, in this district. You know, this is again, I mean, and that's just sheer numbers. I mean, you look at 2020, Joe Biden won it by 16 and a half points. Um, that, that was against Donald Trump. So uh, I think the you know, this is not about personal feelings. If you just look at the numbers in this district, um, Joe Biden, you know, out out, you know, out, outran Donald Trump.